the jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XM OutQ. So we have many things always to discuss with Boy George, starting with today, his affinity for blonde women. What is it with you and blonde women, George? Blonde publicists. Blonde publicists. Yeah. With English accents. Yeah. I mean, there can only be two British publicists in America, and I've worked with both of them. And you've worked with both of them? Yeah. (laughs) What are you going to do when you're tired of this one? I don't know. Hopefully, I hope that won't happen. <laughs> I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I'm Larry Flick here on Sirius XM OutQ with our good friend, Boy George. Throwing a curveball, as always. Always. <laughs> always. But that's the fun. That's the fun. You look smashing. Thank you. Um, do you find that people have stopped waiting for you to implode? What do you mean? Well, because you're fit and beautiful and... Holding it together. Oh, you mean waiting for it to all go horribly wrong? Yeah, for you to like get really disgustingly fat or go on a bender. No, no, no. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know any of those people. (laughs) (laughs) Do you find that people are just kind of they kind of accept that this is who you are? I think so. I mean, you know, we're always a work in progress. So, of course, there's always room for improvement. There's always room to mess things up. You Mm. know, one hopes that. Yeah, I, I feel like personally, I feel like I'm. I'm on the kind of improvement road rather than the yeah. sort of destructive road. So, yeah, I think things will get better. And and so you you look fit, so are you are you taking good care of yourself, feeling good? Yeah, very much. You know, I'm you know, um yeah, working out a lot, eating the right foods, you know, just kind of taking care of myself. I'm about to embark on a tour and I've got a lot of, you know, busy months ahead of me, so you know, you can get away with being a car crash when you're 16 or when you're 18, but as it, as you get older, it becomes increasingly more difficult. Who are you telling us? So we... holding it together is 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 a better option. You know, you wake up without hangovers. You know, you're ready to do what you need to do. Your feet don't hurt too much. Exactly. Because we both we both uh, we both uh, have had birthdays. And yeah. Think, are I'm you a, also a Gemini? No, I'm a Cancer. Oh, a neighbor. You're a neighbor. Well, I'm a neighbor, and I think we're. I'm 52 now. How old are you? I'm older than you. How old? 54. We would have been best sisters in school. You would have been the bossy older girl. (laughs) How are you liking your 50s? Yeah, I mean, when they first happened, I was horrified. I mean, for some reason, up until 50, I, you know, age was not a big thing. I didn't, I never thought about it. And suddenly, my 50th birthday was looming. And I was like, oh my God. I'm 50. It was a big, big moment for me. And um, another reminder to kind of get myself, you know, in, in order. You know, it was like, okay, you're 50. You know, no more messing around. As I said, I think I told you this before. I always planned to become sane around 40. Right. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out like that. It doesn't that. work out for any of us at 40. That's an illusion. It didn't work for me either. 47 was really the turning point for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> And then by the time I got to 50, I was, you know, kind of, yeah, I was in a pretty good place. So you beat me, though, because I didn't get seen until midway through 51, if I'm being honest. But you know what? If it happens, it happens, and it's great. Yeah. You know, some people never get sane. I know. You know, some people never get there. I, I mean, know. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm asked a lot about this stuff, and I always say that, like, life is about learning, working out who you are, and then kind of getting to like that person, you know. So how do you like being an elder statesman? Because you are. 
Well, I don't think about it. You know, I don't really think about myself as being an elder statesman. But, but um, you've lasted, and you're, and not only have you lasted, but you're relevant. That's such a trendy word. I know, but it's true. <laughs> it is a trendy word, but it's trendy because there's a certain level of truth in it. I think probably you stay relevant because you don't think about it. It's a bit like fashion. I mean, I don't think about what other people are wearing or what mm. other people are doing. I just do my own thing. If somebody tells me something's out of fashion, that's my cue to wear it. You know, no one's wearing that anymore. Quick, get it out. You know, <laughs> I think I'm cantankerous. You know, I, 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 I suppose I said I accused you of throwing a curveball. I'm a bit like that as well. You know, mm. I think cancers and Gemini's were quite individual. Yeah. You know, I was having a big debate this morning about, you know, the marriage thing. And we were arguing about the fact that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, marriage should not be a contract between anyone. It should be about love. You shouldn't have to get married to get equality. You should just have equality anyway. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 to me, it's like the two things are, are, are not relevant. It's confusing. Do you know what I mean? It's like you should marry someone because you love them. And a relationship should be about love, whoever it is you love. And you should have equality because you're a human being, not because you're straight or gay or because you got married and you get benefits. You know, it it, it drives me mad, all of that, you know, but that's because I'm a Gemini. It is because, well, it's also because <clears throat> I think, uh, haven't you, I feel like as you're talking, because um, we've known each other many years, you're the same person. You've always been consistently the same person, whether you're, in a healthy place, a not so healthy place, whatever you're doing, do you feel like you've aged into the person you always were? I think in a way that is what happens anyway. I think that, you know, you are who you are and there's no escaping that. And, you know, I, I suppose in my case, I've, I've always had a, a good sense of who I am. I've never tried, I mean, obviously I've been distracted from that because of fame and, and experiences, but... Yeah. But I've always kind of known I'm George from Eltham. You know, I've always kind of been quite acutely aware of who I am, even when I've been in sort of quite, you know, altered states or delusionary periods, you know, in my life. I've always been able to kind of sort of step outside of myself and go, yeah, but, you know, you're still George, you know. So what do you hear when someone like me is in this situation and I have to identify you as boy George? Well, it's my job, I suppose. I just think that, you know, um, there have been periods in my life where I've kind of struggled against what I created. I mean, Boy George, of course I am Boy George. It's a name I've given myself and it comes with a certain responsibility. So when I step out the door in my hat and my makeup and I'm kind of playing that role, the difference between me now and back in the day was that I kind of understand the responsibility now. Do you know what I mean? I understand that people are going to react a certain way and behave a certain way, and therefore, you know, I should probably try and be the best boy George I can be, you know, and that's kind of what I try to do, you know. So I'm not thinking about myself in third person, mm -hmm. but I but I think sometimes it's quite good to do that because then, you you know, you, you realise that there is a responsibility with, with being famous and being the public eye and... and one of the advantages of having a kind of reputation and a history uh, is that people don't know what you're going to be like. And so I find more and more that people are kind of 
really surprised in a good way. Like, oh, you're really easy to get on with, you know. So that's a good thing. It's funny because I've always found you easy to get on with. I honestly always have, and we've known each other through a lot. And and um, it's funny though because I I didn't find myself uh, thinking about this until I got involved more deeply with social media since the last time I saw you. Yeah. And um, and I was thinking about you this morning because because. Uh, I had a birthday, and people were really super nice on social media, as they will be. And there was a minute during that day where I thought, who are they talking to? Because I don't know any of them. And that's just me. I'm a radio guy. I don't I live, think... I live. I live on a much smaller planet than you do in terms of people looking so what is that like well i think that what you're doing through your job and 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 similarly with me is that you're engaging your energy with other people and people pick up on that whether it's through a radio or through an interview or through seeing someone on tv we all make judgments about people i know know, we we watch someone being interviewed and we'll think i like that person or i don't like that person even though we're not really getting a full picture of who they are you don't really know what what's actually going on in that person's life or in their mind or whatever, but I think that we all do that. We make we make decisions about how we feel about people from the way they walk, from the way they dress, from the way they wear their hat, and that's part of life, you know. I mean, you you said just now that you know you, you know you've always got me. Well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> I mean, you're a gay man, you know. Number yeah. One. Yeah. And also, you know, <clears throat> not every. Sorry, you're gonna to have to edit that. I've got this thing in my throat. <clears throat> I think that um, you know, I mean, there are a lot of gay men that I don't relate to. There's quite a lot of gay men that I would say, well, I mean, they're gay and we like men, but we don't. You know what I mean? I know exactly. They're not what my you mean. kind of queen. You know, I know exactly. know exactly. You might be the. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. We have to pause for a second here. Boy, George, George, you are the first gay man, first queen I've ever talked to who's ever said that. And because I don't like all, you know what it is? Let me, let me, let me take a guess. Let me step on the limb. We need to do a t-shirt. You're not my kind of queen. You're not my kind of queen. <laughs> it's because I, some of us respond to very male energy, even if it's gay male energy. Yeah. And some of us respond to female, and I don't respond well to female energy. Well, it's not that in my case. I mean, I, I, I think what I do is I remove the kind of sexual thing. I think it's, so unimportant you know it's you know you know you either like someone or you don't you know and and it's nothing to do with whether they're gay or straight you know you you know energies collide Mm. they just collide and sometimes you know you you meet people fleetingly and you just feel something yeah yeah you know that's why flirting such fun you know when the sort of you know (laughs) pheromones are out there and and you know you know sometimes you flirt with people that you don't even fancy Absolutely, you know, it's not that you you don't want to sleep with them. You just something about them that you you know it's that's the fun it's of a, life. It's you like, know, yeah, it's like this like psychic attraction. Yeah, I mean, there are some equally straight people that I would say, oh, you're not my kind of heterosexual. You know, you're not the kind of I I you know you meet people and you just instantly kind of make a decision about what you feel about them. Mm. You're not always right. One thing I have learned as I've got older is that I am not quite the good judge of character that I thought I was. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life in terms of like trusting people or or sort of making judgments about them and finding out actually, as we all know, some of the people you don't get on with instantly, you end up being best friends with. 
you know, when you meet someone, you go, oh, I can't stand that person, and then they become like your best friend ever. I think it happens all the time. All the I don't time. think any. I don't think any of us are good judges. I honestly don't. That's uh, George Boy George visiting with us on Sirius XM Out Cube. Okay, so you've got stuff going on that we should talk about. Yeah, there's a Culture Club tour. Yep, and uh, it's a it's a, a kind of a delayed tour. You have some throat problems. How are you? Yeah. How's your throat? Um, better. I've been working with this incredible uh, vocal coach in the UK, doing four hours a week. Um, you know, torture, torture. Mm. Were you, Hard work. Were you horrified when it happened? I mean, I can't even imagine to be a singer and then suddenly not be able to go on the road. Well, you know, it's. I still have issues. I still have issues. I'm not going to deny that. But um, but certainly working with uh, with this amazing guy in London has helped majorly. And, um, you know, I'm going to continue doing that. I mean, it's just one of those things that a lot of pop singers, we get away with it, you know, being young, you get away with it. And as you get older, obviously, you can't live the way that you did when you were 20. And so I developed a kind of problem with, with, my, with my vocal cords. And um, a lot of it was technique. A lot of it was the way I was breathing, the way I was using my voice. And I've had, you know, a, a kind of crash course in the last kind of few months of, of um, you know, how to exercise before you go on stage, <laughs> not to talk after you come off stage. I mean, I've done silent days, which has been incredible. I've done days where I've literally turned off the phone. I just text people. I'm not speaking. You know, I've literally had to rest my voice. And that will continue when I'm on the road, you know, I hope people don't think I'm being rude, but once I come off stage, it's going to be shut down. <laughs> you know, towel around the neck. <laughs> oh my God, a turban? Get a turban. I think a turban, yeah. I think, I think a turban would be essential. <laughs> and, and, you know, just quiet. Wow. You know, it's, um, you just have to, you know, I think, you know, it, it's a general theme as you get older. You know, you can't, you just can't do the things you used to do. You can't stay up all night and then go to work, you know. So it, it kind of ties in with everything that I'm doing. At the moment, so there was a there was a documentary <clears throat> that aired in Britain that found its way here to America about the making of the album and the yeah. tour and all that, and uh, uh, it showed uh, you and and the uh, the other guys in Culture Club getting along, not getting along, getting along, not getting along, which I always assume is the life of a band because if yeah. you spend that kind of proximity to each other, you will get on each other's last fucking nerve. Absolutely. Um, I I wondered how you felt about some of the editing of the end that. I felt was not necessarily fair. I didn't watch it. I watched about five minutes. First of all, the fact that it was called From Karma to Calamity, <laughs> that was like, okay, this is not good. This is not... Do I want to watch this? It, probably not. I mean, it was mostly a very it was mostly a very favorable, fair piece until the end where it started yeah. to make it look like, did you have vocal problems? Did you not have vocal problems? Well, we also recorded 19 tracks and there was so little about the music. And in fact, our trip to Spain was so about the music we had three minor rows which was stretched into an hour program and believe me on our standards they weren't rows well i remember <laughs> i remember when one of your visits here to the station um you you whipped out your phone because you were so motivated by the music that you started playing stuff over the phone for me yeah. so um that's why I wondered if you worried it was fair because I know how motivated you all have been about the music. Yeah, I think it's a British thing. You know, when you do interviews in Britain, the first question is usually, so tell us about the lowest point in your life. Yeah. 
the Brits always want to go there. You know, they always want to kind of drag you back to the time when you were the most unhappy. Yeah. Because that, for them, is a great headline. And over here, there's it just feels like there's less of that. You know, we and, just want to know if you're going to do it. Yeah, and I think I think Americans are more sentimental. That's the thing that I've really, really seen over the last few years being over here is that people are much more happy to kind of you know come up and tell you what you mean to them and, oh, yeah. and how you change their lives. And and I think that's that's great. For for me, where I am right now, it's it's heaven. And so so the bottom line is, you're going on the road. Your voice is in better shape. Yeah, you guys are getting along. Yep. Uh, where's the album? The album is coming. We just don't want to drop it down the loo. Do you say loo here in America? Well, don't know. Basically, <clears throat> first single, everything. Absolutely. But the thing is, you know, I'm about to do this reality show and I am going to, I'm building a platform, you know, because people don't buy records. So putting a record out when you don't have a kind of public awareness is kind of, it's just pointless. Mm -hmm. So we're waiting for the right moment to drop it. Smart. You know, um, you know, because we put out one of the best records we've made in 20 years, more than silence. And, you know, it, it, it barely made a, a dent. So that tells us you have evidence. OK, this is, you know, I've known for the last 10 years that the industry that I was in in the 80s no longer exists. So what you do now is you you kind of take a hammer and you put holes in the wall and you build new doors. You you find, instead of moaning about how the world isn't fair and, you know, no one loves me because I'm 50, you do new stuff. You know, you get smart. You know, that's what I've always done. You know, when, when my records stopped getting played on the radio in London, I became a DJ. You know, I've always kind of gone where the fun is, you know, and... To me, you know, it's no point moaning about how things are. You just got to do something about it. And that's the fun. You know, the journey is the fun bit, how you change perceptions, how you reinvent. That's that's where the fun is. So tell me about this reality show. Well, no one really knows what it's going to be yet because it's one of those things, you know, until you put on the cameras and we're, we're, doing, a, we're doing our first pilot in about a week. And basically it's... You know, it's just my life. So why are you willing to do this now? Well, I've always done it. Oh, you've always documented, but this is different. <laughs> this feels a little different. This is different. It's better lighting. <laughs> 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 I think that um, th that kind of medium in America, it doesn't have the same connotations it does in the UK. No, here, it's people love it. <clears throat> yeah, I would never do it in the UK. They love it. And, and here, it. You, it, could be, it could be dark, it could be silly, it could be, it should ideally be a little bit of everything. Yeah, well, it will be. You know, I mean... I think that, uh, I mean, how I'm seeing it is that my role will be, I will be the sensible one for once. <laughs> so is it going to be the band? Is it the band? I'm, I'm sure they'll get a look in. They'll get a look in? They'll get a look in. But it's basically, yeah, me coming to America, finding a home, you know, learning to drive, all, all the things. So that, you, don't, wait, wait, you don't know how to drive either? I can drive, but I haven't been behind a wheel in 20 years. So you can imagine how, you can imagine what, how much fun that's oh going to be. I want to go riding with you. I don't know how to drive, so <laughs> that'll be hilarious. Do you have a, have you have you uh, uh, found the network for it yet? Or are you going to film it and then? Shop not it? allowed to say. You're not allowed to say. <laughs> I'll ask when it stops rolling. Um, so 
this is you. You are always filled with ideas. When do you ever worry that the ideas are going to dry dry up? You have moments where you know you because you always have an idea. You always well, you, have I don't five always, things going you, on. But you know you have these moments where you kind of. Uh, I, I feel for me like being in my life and being in the world is the key. If I was kind of a recluse in 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 a ivory tower, I probably wouldn't have ideas. But I think getting out in the world eavesdropping on people's conversations, watching what's going on. That's the way you, you keep ideas. You know, that's that's how it works for me as a Gemini, you know, just being out in the world and, you know, writing about what I see and feel and, and do. So um, with the few minutes we have left, I you know where we have to go next. What are you eating these days? What are you cooking? Uh, well, where's, the, know, where's the cookbook? Well, he keeps promising me a cookbook. Okay, well, that's probably going to come. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe several cookbooks because because kitchenware because you know George loves food more than he loves penis these days. I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's me. Yeah, I, I think just, that, I think that was what, what is called a projection. <laughs> <laughs> Not my kind of queen with the back bread over dick. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I, I eat very healthy. I try to kind of, you know, I have three meals a day. I don't snack at all. Really? Water or fizzy water, no snacking. Basically, the old-fashioned rules work. You have your breakfast and don't eat or drink coffee or tea between your meals. Drink water and fizzy water. Have your lunch. Have your dinner. Do not snack. Are you snacking. cooking food these days? Yeah, obviously not on the road, but I do. I love to cook. You know, I love to cook. And, you were doing uh, raw for a while. I do raw. I do a lot of vegan stuff. I'm obsessed with, like, zucchini noodles and all that kind of low-carb stuff. Um, but I do love to eat, you know, and I can eat for England when I start. <laughs> I mean, I, I do, you know, I think in a way you have to love food. I yeah, think I you know. Please. I wish I was one of those people that could like forget to eat, but it's, <laughs> it's that wouldn't never, be me. It's never gonna happen. I got friends who forget to eat. I'm like, really? My husband forgets to eat, and I just don't. I don't understand him. I think no, I wish I think I'd like nuts. a bit more of that. No, yeah, I would like a bit, I'd... just a little bit of that, but unfortunately, it's just... <laughs> no, it's never gonna happen. If it hasn't happened at 54 or 52, it ain't gonna I happen. I joke. George. I literally joke. That I live between meals. I'm like, okay, what am I having for dinner? Mm, what about breakfast? <laughs> I go to bed thinking about what I'm going to have for breakfast. We should have that song, food, glorious food. <laughs> so, That's a new jingle. There you go. Plus, not my kind of queen. Hashtag, not my kind she of queen. She was not my kind of queen. <laughs> George, it's always so good to see you. It's got to be a song. It's got to be a song. I don't know if it will go down well with Roy, Mikey, and John. Got an idea for a song, guys. It's called You're Not My Kind of Queen. Save it for your solo project. Always good. Always good. Always good. I'm glad you're well. Thank you. We're going to listen to More Than Silence because we played here on Sirius XM because it's hot right now. 